Hello, and welcome to the Executive Health Show, where we guide executives to prioritize their health and wellness to maximize productivity, longevity, and mental acuity. I'm your host, Wade Foster. Let's dive in. On this episode of the Executive Health Show, we are going to be diving into all things about your brain. We're going to be focusing on how to keep our brains healthy and thriving, and we're going to be focusing on tactics to ensure that we can maintain a high level of cognitive and executive function and stay clear of cognitive decline for as long as possible. So even though mental decline with age is is common, many, many studies out there suggest it's not inevitable. You're not bound to grow old fumbling for words, even though you are only trying to, to order your favorite cup of coffee, right? We can start looking into optimizing our brain and able to keep ourselves functioning at a high level much, much longer. One thing that we need to understand is when we're looking at aging and we're looking at performance, when you go back through the data, our top lifespan isn't actually overly improving. So what I mean by this, most people or people this day and age, some people making are making it to their 90s. But if you go back 100 years, there were some people that made it to their 90s. If you go back 500 years, there were some people that made it to their 90s. If you go back 1,000 years, there were some people that made it to their 90s. So what's actually happening in life is the amount of lifespan in the human race isn't technically getting longer. What is getting longer is the amount of people making it there. So if you go back 500 years, there may be the odd one or two people that made it to their 90s, whereas now it's a lot more common. So we need to be staying alert a lot longer now. We need to be able to be functioning a lot longer now because most of us are going to be making it into our 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So we need to be able to perform at that age, whereas generations before us didn't have to worry because they were only going to make it to their 60s or 70s or 80s right we're now we're looking to function into 80s 90s and hopefully moving like hopefully we get a, a lot more centurions coming forward so just like our body your brain also needs to work out to stay sharp it can get bored of routine tasks and needs a certain level of stimulation to preserve cognition right which is the ability to plan foresee focus and make decisions right so what have we got to focus on well something that i wanted to dive into to begin with is the understanding of what happens as we age what happens to our brain as we age so research suggests that the human brain can lose up to 10% of its weight between the ages of 20 and 90. 
the brain can start to slow down as early as in your 30s. That is very, very scary if your cognitive peak was in your 30s, especially if we're living to 80s, 90s now, like most of us are. That is very, very scary. Experts identify various reasons for this decline. It could be inflammation, um, diabetes, unhealthy lifestyle, etc. Everything that I normally discuss. The neurons, which is basically our brain cells, start to deteriorate or communicate less, or the blood flow to the brain can start decreasing, which is therefore decreasing the availability of nutrients and oxygen. So generally what we're seeing here is down to poor lifestyle choices, the neurons in our brain are starting to deteriorate and slow down. Okay. However, there was a neuroscientist out of the University of California called Dr. Michael Mezenek. And he discovered that the brain is a learning machine that can be trained to work faster and act younger, okay? And then according to the NIA, which is the National Institute of Aging, there is a lot of evidence that supports the claims that the brain remains plastic, which means it has the ability to adapt to new challenges throughout a person's life. And this is called neuroplasticity. Many of you may have heard that phrase before. Neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to reorganize itself by forming new neural connections throughout life. As a result of this, the brain builds up a cognitive reserve that can counter the effects of brain shrinkage in older people. So what do we need to do in order to aid our brain in, and to aid our neuroplasticity? What things can we do in our lives? What habits can we build to keep our brain young? So the first thing it comes into training the brain, right? Like when you're working out, you train your muscles. When you're playing sport, you're training to do like everything understands training. So um, the author of Total Brain Workout, Marcel Danacy, um, built an entire book based on obviously complex puzzles because the imagination is activated alongside reasoning or reckoning. Right? Memory also comes into play, especially in a world based on math-based puzzles. Uh, so according to Marcel, the more challenges, puzzles you can give your brain, the sharper it is going to be. And there are various studies that support this idea that daily use of puzzles can delay cognitive decline. So different types of puzzle exercises, um, distinct brain parts and affect various mental skills. So we can look at things like Sudoku. We can look at things like, um, oh, what's that app called that I used to have? There's a maybe brain game or something like that. There was, there's been so many different apps and stuff that are there to keep our brain 
functioning, keep our brain thriving, keep challenging our brain. So research identifies that complex or unfamiliar puzzles can be instrumental in building our cognitive reserves. So it's not just doing a Sudoku every day because that becomes familiar. So we do want to be making sure that we are giving our brain different stimuluses. So things that I do. So I do have this, um, I did have this brain game on my phone, which was different puzzles, but there are more cognitive games. So I do Sudoku. Um, I do like a game of chess. I love, and this is a bit, this is a bit different, but one of my favorite things are uh, escape rooms because it's different level thinking, different level problem solving, which keeps your brain young. So we want to be able to, habit number one is take part in complex puzzles. Number two, the second habit to help our brain stay young is let your mind drift which sounds simple right letting go and allowing your mind to wander from one thought to another can engage 200 different parts of the brain uh, dr leaf advises to walk and immerse yourself in a conversation with your mind noticing all the details about everything around you so this is about taking time out. Our lives are mental, right? We have excessive mental stimulation, which can cause stress, which can disrupt cognitive processes and consequently limit the quality of your human life, the quality of your of your, your brain capacity, right? Think about how many stimuluses we have, how stimulating our brain is getting from phones, from emails, from television, from stresses at work from traffic from whatever it may be so we need to take a step back a light stroll in a park activities like yoga or meditation can really help loosen up your uh your your brain basically so try sometimes sit idle for a while even if you're just looking into nature studies do suggest that it will let your mind have a break from the constant stimulation and flow of data, which is going to preserve cognition. Hack number three is going to be all about an area that I'm researching a lot at the moment. And I did a, a podcast on a few ago around metabolic health and blood glucose. So what we want to do is we want to keep our blood glucose in check. So according to Carol Greenwood, who has a PhD and is a research scientist at the University of Toronto, um, diseases like high blood pressure, obesity, type 2 diabetes can make life very, very challenging for your brain. So it is crucial to avoid foods that can spike your blood glucose levels. So these are foods that are high, uh, high glycemic index. We're very lucky. We're looking at a lot of processed foods, a lot of high sugar foods, um, sweets, a lot of high carbohydrate, high GI carbohydrates and stuff like that. So we want to make sure that we're having a healthier diet. Generally, I know I preach on this a lot, but consisting of animals and plants. Proteins, low GI carbohydrates and fats. That's what we're looking at, right? So we want to make sure we're keeping our blood sugar levels in check. 
Number four, the fourth hack, is one that is difficult to get on board with. Like I will, I will say this. So it's all about putting down your phone and picking up a book. Reading is instrumental in increasing our mental capacity. It's crazy. It's crazy how reading, such a simple task as reading, can optimize our mental capacity, the neurons in our brain. What reading does, it boosts blood flow and the balance, the frequencies across the brain, stimulating this healthy neuroplasticity. So just by putting down your phone, because we've got to think about this. Think about the stimuluses. When you when you pick up your phone, you're reading, and you're reading your phone. It's not just reading. You have the light stimulus. You have the different colors. You're then potentially scrolling from different screen to different screen. Um, videos, noises, all these type of things. Your brain's getting a lot of stresses from that. Whereas picking up a book, you're just on a singular focus. You are reading those words. And that is why it's such a powerful thing to do to keep your brain young. Looking at a singular focus task like reading. Picking up your phone and scrolling and reading on your phone isn't singular focus. So we want to optimize our brain. We want to put down our phone and pick up a book. Number five for optimizing our cognitive performance is exercise. Okay, one of my favorite topics. Uh, so there is um, Dr. Dr. Donald Stuss, who uh, is a um, director of uh, Rotman Research Institute at the Baycrest Center um, for Geriatric Care in Toronto. Um, stated that aerobic exercise is one of the best ways to keep the brain young. So why is this? Why does this happen? Well, exercise stimulates nerve cell production, especially in the memory center, which is called the hippocampus, and increases the connections between the existing neurons. At the same time, it increases the blood supply to the brain due to the formation of capillaries in the brain. Thus, adopting an active lifestyle can make the brain more plastic and adaptive, increasing its efficiency. See, this is why I'm harping on about it the whole time. Exercise isn't just good for the body, good for looking good. Exercise is good for our brain. Exercise allowed us to function at a higher level cognitively so we must be looking to introduce exercise into our daily routines it's absolutely key for for longevity and for, for cognitive performance number six the six hack that we're looking into links with um, the blood glucose and it's you need to keep your brain well fed right we need to make sure we're eating for our brain back in my youth i was a, as a bodybuilder and then i moved into a strongman competing and i used to fuel my body so i used to fuel for aesthetics and then i used to fuel for strongman performance now my whole philosophy is fueling to to perform well in my brain like fueling to to 
think cognitively well. So we want to make sure we are eating a healthy, balanced diet away from processed and ultra-processed foods. By sticking to a diet that is animals and plants, so we're looking at colorful fruits and vegetables, different meats, so fish, red meat, poultry, game meat. We want foods that are going to allow our brain to function. So we do want to look at high fat foods, right? Because fat is the fuel source for the brain. The next thing with foods we want to look into is antioxidants. So antioxidant-rich foods are the best for the brain as they neutralize something called free radicals, which are very harmful to our bodies and can damage brain cells. So we really want to be looking at and the, the best antioxidant food is blueberries. Just having blueberries in your fridge, having blueberries as a snack every day is one of the best things that you can possibly do. And next is looking into music. So our last hack is music. According to Johns Hopkins, who is an ENT specialist, music provides a total brain workout. Our mind has to pay more attention and get stimulated when listening to unfamiliar music. But on the other hand, listening to familiar playlists can boost memory and mood. Many therapists, have any of you have been to therapy, therapists are known for using drumming to help patients um, who don't normally respond to external stimulus. So music is wonderful. Listening to new music, listening to old music, um, listening to your favorites, just going through and re-listening to music is a wonderful way to keep your brain brain numb. Since COVID, um, I've actually, unless I'm recording a podcast on a call, I have music playing all day, all day. And I have different playlists for different times of day, different moods. I have like a uh, country music playlist. I have a, a jazz playlist. I have a Motown playlist. I have a classical um, playlist and I have an instrumental playlist. Depending on what work I'm doing, what mood I'm in, if I'm obviously um, cooking dinner, if I'm doing deep work, whatever maybe I have a different playlist going on. And I just let Spotify kind of shuffle them across. I don't really pick the songs. I just put a playlist on it and let it go. And that way I'm obviously introducing myself to new music. I have the stimulus going and it's a wonderful way to not only feel good, but you're keeping your brain young by doing it. Okay. So I want to summarize the points that I went through today in order for you guys to all be making sure that you are doing what you can to keep your brain young. So the first point that we dove into was ensure you're doing some, some form of complex puzzle, like you're training your brain. So this could be things like apps on your phone, Sudoku's, chess, puzzle books, uh, riddles, whatever it may be to keep your brain performing at its highest level. Then it was allowing to let your mind wander from time to time. Try and spend time in nature. Try and like go on a walk, sit on a bench and have no stimulus. Have nothing, have no phone, have nothing on you and just take in nature. Try and let your mind drift and wander. Stimulation three. 
Uh, number three was ensuring that our blood, blood sugar levels are in check. So making sure that we are not overly consuming carbohydrates or high GI carbohydrates, getting spikes and blocks in drug blood sugar. Um, one of the best things that I think you can do is invest in a continuous glucose monitor. The company that I use is called Very, V-E-R-I. Um, and they're not other things overly expensive. I think maybe $200, $200 or so. Um to get a blood glucose monitor for three months to be able to monitor like how your body is reacting to glucose levels. So that's vitally, vitally important. The next uh, hack was then putting, putting down your phone and picking up a book. So we want to be doing singular focus tasks like reading. It's going to expand our mind. It's going to help boost blood flow and balance the frequencies across our brain. So try daily to spend maybe 30 minutes reading a book rather than reading your phone. Next hack was then exercising. So doing exercise, any form of exercise is better than nothing. We want to be looking at cardiovascular fitness, a bit of strength training and resistance training. So making sure that we are moving our body. Then we were moving into just overall nutrition. So ensuring that you are eating a animal and plant-based diet, not processed and ultra-processed foods. So easiest way to, to think about having a, a diet that's healthy for your brain. First thing is, was this alive? Was this like was it was this alive from a plant perspective? Was this alive from uh, an animal perspective? That's the easy way to do it. The second thing is then looking at how many ingredients are in it, because that tells you if it's protein. Like, so for example, steak has one ingredient, right? Oranges has one ingredient, spinach, one ingredient, carrots, one ingredient, cauliflower, one ingredient, potato, one ingredient, right? Start focusing on foods with singular ingredients, whole foods, rather than these going down the shops and getting foods that have got ingredients like 5, 10, 20 ingredients, ingredients that you can't even pronounce half of them, right? So really focus on single ingredient foods and ensure you have blueberries in your diet. And then the last way to keep our brain young was listen to music. Try and get music playing, different music, music that you're used to to improve memory and mood, and then new music to help stimulate sort of unfamiliar patterns and, and learnings in your brain. So to conclude kind of everything that we've gone through today, it used to be believed that brain function is lost it's impossible to retrieve it, right? It's kind of like a, a use it or lose it um, philosophy. But research on neuroplasticity lends the idea that you can rewire your brain. The brain is designed to be challenged and stimulated. In fact, the brain can retain and improve its functional abilities at any age. While the stuff that I discovered today can play significant factors influencing your health in your brain. It all comes down to you putting them into practice. And it is crucial, crucial to avoid overstimulation. We need to ensure that we are taking time out away from this hectic, stimulated life we are in in order for our brain to be its best for as long as we can be. 
one of the reasons why I wanted to make this podcast is I've been thinking a lot about my 70s, my 80s, and my 90s. And I want to be able to do everything I want to be able to do at those ages. Like, I don't want my body to break down. And it may happen, you know. There's some things that you can't predict. Some things that just happen in life. But I don't want to look back in my 80s with, like, wanting to play with my grandkids, wanting to go traveling with my wife, wanting to do activities and whatever and go, if only I put the effort in in my 30s, 40s, and 50s. Like, if only... Like, I don't want to look back with regrets. And I know that if I'm in my 70s, 80s, 90s and there's things that I cannot do, I will have regrets because I know I can prevent it. And the mindset that I want you to all have is being proactive over reactive. Do not wait for something bad to happen to you. Do not wait for a stroke, a heart attack, a um, bit of memory loss, um, whatever it may be. Be proactive. Look in the mirror. Challenge yourself. Am I doing everything I can to live a healthy, great life now and a healthy, great life in my 80s and 90s? If the answer is no, do better. Do better. So I'll leave you with my favorite quote. Don't wish for it to be easier. Wish for you to be better. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Executive Health Show. If you have any questions based on the information in today's episode or general questions around optimizing your health and cognitive performance, the best place to get hold of me is on LinkedIn. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash Wade Foster MSC and you'll find my profile. Uh, Send me a connection request and I'll be happy to answer any questions you've got. Hope you have a great day. Cheers.